Hello, and welcome to another episode of Music and Vibes. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week has been an amazing week for me, personally and professionally. Last week, I talked to you about my job interview, and I told you how I would let you know if I got the job or not. Well, I didn't get the job. And I say this because the lady, she sent me a nice interview, and she was like, well, we had, it was between me and someone else, she said, and she picked the other person, which was fine. I figured it out, though, when she didn't call me back in two weeks. I was like, hmm, probably not going to get that job. But, you know, it is fine with me. I mean, I do want to move to California, and I will move to California, but I probably will have to do it without having that particular job, which I'm good with because at the end of the day, it was the same thing I'm doing now. And I really don't want to keep doing like the same thing over and over. I need a change. I want to do something different. So I just think it would be best for me if I go to California on my own terms, doing a job that I want to do instead of just doing a job that I feel like I can get so I can move. So I think at the end of the day, getting the job to move is not the way to go. But doing a job I'm passionate about and moving and being happy is what I want to do. So I didn't get the job. I'm fine with it. Of course, my girls are thrilled. They're excited. So I was like, well, hmm, guess God answered your prayer. And they're like, yes, he did. So we see it was not God's will for me to have that job. And I'm good. And with that being said, they told me that they want to move in a year. They just don't want to move right now. I guess because Kennedy's doing her last year of middle school. And she has friends. She doesn't want to move. Megan, on the other hand, wants to stay because she's playing trumpet this year. Which I'll tell you about later. So she's in band. She's excited about being in middle school. And Dawson just wants to finish her last year elementary school at the school she's been going to pretty much on pretty much for like all of her school years she's been at that school for four years and she's in fifth grade so that's where she knows that's where her friends are and that's where they want to stay i respect that and i'm fine with that so they're thrilled i didn't get the job they're happy i'm not moving yet but i told them i was like listen your dad and i are talking we are going to move to california eventually and they're like it's fine as long as it's not now so for now they're thrilled and they're happy now i was telling you about how megan is interested in trumpet well let's go back let's go back maybe a few months um at the school when she was in fifth grade they had she was going to go to middle school so what they did they did like a petting zoo and at that petting zoo they had like all the instruments that you would play in a band there so that the kids could try it see if they would be able to blow the horns or what they wanted to do so megan signed up for band so she had to go to the petting zoo so i took her and while she was there they let her try different trumpet instruments she tried a trombone which she scored really well on like i think she got a nine and the higher score was a 10 so they knew she'd be able to blow it and she'd be okay then she did a what did she get trombone she did a tuba and she scored really well on that thank god she didn't pick it and then she did the trumpet surprisingly like the one she really wanted to do she scored higher in the trumpet i'll just say that the one she wanted to do was like a flute and she did not do well on the flute and it was like another instrument that was like it, i think it was a brass or woodwind or whatever but she didn't do well on that either but it would have been great for me if she had gotten those instruments because they're not as loud but anyway she didn't do well on those at all 
I think she got like a four or five, but her highest were like trombone, trumpet, and tuba. So she thought about it. She decided not to do the trombone because she said it was too much work. And even though she did really well, she didn't want to do that. She didn't want to do the tuba. So she did the trumpet. She's like, I can do the trumpet. I think I like the trumpet. So of course, I'm just like, not a big deal. We talked to the lady and the lady, um, what did she do? Yeah, the lady um, talked to her about it, and she let her pick a trumpet. Then she told me about how much the trumpet would cost, and it was, like, really cheap. To rent it, it was just $39. So I was like, okay, this might work out. So fast forward to school. School started. They were out of trumpets. So she had to start school without a trumpet, which was fine. A lot of kids didn't have trumpets either, so she was good with that. So last week, the trumpets came in, so I went and picked one up for her. Okay, so I'm thinking, oh, this is cheap. Just rent one for $39, and I'm good to go. Well, by the time I got there and they did the contract and stuff, I ended up paying $100 plus. And, of course, I sit up there like, oh, my goodness. I didn't realize it was so expensive. And I still didn't get half the stuff she needed. Like, she still needs a book, but they're doing that in school. So that can kind of wait. But that was like $10. Then she needs um, a cleaning kit, which I think is 20 and she needs some other stuff. I didn't realize it was so expensive to get a trumpet or to rent one. And let me just mention, I'm just renting it because I'm not sure if she wants to do this. So they have a good thing where if this trumpet is something that your kid wants to do, you should know within six months. So in six months, if she wants to do it, the money that I put toward the rental, they'll apply it to the actual price of the trumpet, which is $1,040. Yes, I don't even know how it's that expensive. Well, I mean, I guess it would be because the instrument. But since I don't really do a lot of instruments and I can't play piano or anything, I would have no way of knowing how expensive this whole thing was. So it turns out it's quite an expensive hobby. So that is how that works. But if she likes it, I'm just going to get it for her because she... My kids claim they don't like music or singing or anything music. But they listen to music. They play music games. They say when I'm not listening. And so, you know, deep down in my heart, I kind of want her to be like a Dizzy Gillespie or, you know, like a trumpet player. So if she likes the trumpet, I'll just go ahead and buy it after six months and let her practice playing the trumpet. But I'm just apprehensive about buying it right now because I don't know if she's going to like it enough to do it. I think she practiced right now. She is practicing, so that's a plus. But I think it has more to do with the fact that she wants to do good in school. She wants to be able to play her the song or whatever. And she likes to annoy people. So I think she's figured out that playing the trumpet annoys us because, wow, it is loud. I don't mind my kids playing instruments, but it is really loud. And then it's not, it's not only that it's loud. She doesn't know how to play it, so she's really bad at it. But with practice, she will get better just in case she hears this episode later on in the future when she is better. But the point is just like, wow. It's loud. So last night, one of my coworkers was like, hey, just let her blow it in the backyard. So I sent her outside, and she started to blow the horn. And my husband's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. He's like, those neighbors are going to kick us out. <laughs> He's like, she got to come in. So she came in, and she's all upset. I have to play Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. So the deal was, okay, when your dad goes to the gym, you can play the trumpet. So Chris went to the gym, and we I let her play the trumpet. It was bad. It was, like, terrible at first. But I did start to hear, like, near the end of her practice, I started to hear the twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you... Now, once she got to that part, I kind of lost it. 
because I didn't know where she was. It got bad after that part. But she played like the mo- like the first few bars of it, so I was fine with it. I was excited. So we'll just see. She's supposed to be able to play the whole first verse of "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" by Friday, and so we'll see how that works out. But I did let her practice, and then she wanted to practice 15 minutes, and I was like, I'm sorry. If you want to be good at this, you need to give it a half an hour. Cause I think they told the kids you start off at 15 minutes, and then your stamina should get. You should build your stamina up, and you should be able to play more. So I told her start. Off, uh, I wanted to start off at 30 minutes, but the school said 15 minutes. We'll let her do 15 minutes. I did get her to do 25 yesterday, so yay for me. But we'll see how it works out. But I'm excited. Like I love music so much, and to see my kids do anything musical excites me. So I'll just have to see how this works out. I hope she sticks with it and become a great trumpet player. But then again, I'm just like jumping into the future. I'll just say she likes it now. She's excited about band and she practiced. So we'll just see where it goes. And I will not try to project my love for music onto her and live vicariously through Megan. I'll just let her have fun, enjoy her instrument, and let it go. I think in the past, though, I've been the one to stop them from liking music so much because I love music, and I will practice, and I will sing and do whatever I need to do for as long as I have to do it. They're not like that, and I guess my, like, what what do you call it, like a stage mom kind of thing might throw some people, so I have not been stage mom. Stage mom has been, like, on vacation. I've just been supportive mom. And I've just let them practice and do what they want on their time. So we'll see how it works out. I can't wait to see what happens with this. And maybe nothing will, but you know, being that diehard music-loving optimist, I hope something happens with it, but we'll just have to see. So parents, all you parents out there, I know there's something that you wanted your kids to do that you love to do, and for some reason, they wouldn't do it. Whether it was teaching, singing, drawing, acting, gymnastics, I don't know cooking it could be sewing anything but i know there's that one thing you've always wanted your kid to do and they just wouldn't do it so i would like for you to tell me exactly what it is that you wanted your kid to do and they absolutely refuse to do and you can tell me what that is by sending me a message on the facebook page for music and vibes and just leave me a message telling me what you wanted your kid to do but they just refuse to do now the handle to the facebook page is at the music and vibes podcast once again the handle is at the music and vibes podcast and i can't wait to hear from you today on the podcast i would like to continue our conversation from last week about letting things go Last week on the podcast, we talked about letting dating relationships go. Now, if you did not get a chance to listen to last week's episode of the podcast, you can just go to the Facebook page and listen to last week's episode. I think I posted it um, last week, so you can go there and listen to it. But this week, I want to talk to you about letting go of fear. Since this is a relationship podcast, I know you're wondering, how does letting go of fear tie in with the whole relationship thing? Well, that's a good question, because on the surface, it does not seem as if letting go of fear has anything to do with relationships, but guess what? It does. So many of us are afraid to let go of things and move on. 
I guess it can be the fear of the unknown or not knowing what is going to come next or what is going to happen in the future. Maybe it's the fear of not being in control that is so frightening. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but for some reason or another, the fear of letting go is something that can cripple you and even suck the life out of you. Here are a few examples of being afraid to let something go. Number one, fear of walking away from a toxic relationship or a relationship that is not going anywhere. Fear number two, the fear of leaving a job that is not going to take you where you want to go in your career. Number three, the fear of giving up or letting go of your defenses so that you can have a better relationship. Number four, the fear of letting go of the past. Number five, fear that having the fear and not letting go of the fear that the same thing will happen to you over and over and over again. So when it boils down to what is stifling us and what's crippling us and what's keeping us from reaching our potential, it's fear. It's like the fear, the fear, the fear. There are so many things that we are afraid of doing, whether it is in our relationships or in our personal lives. And I feel that we miss out on so many wonderful opportunities because we cannot let go of fear. The other day, I was watching an episode of Hoarders, and I don't know how many of you have seen Hoarders before, but it's a show that documents the lives of two hoarders and what they experience as they go through the cleanup process. For those of you who are not familiar with hoarding, hoarding disorder is a disease or a diagnosis assigned to individuals who excessively save items, and the idea of discarding items causes them extreme stress. Hoarders cannot bear to depart from any of their belongings, which results in excessive clutter to an extent that impairs functioning and may create health and safety risks. Hoarding disorder is more than collecting a little clutter. People with hoarding disorder have rooms that are stacked full with items, hallways that are difficult to pass through because of the amount of clutter, and sinks and tables that are unusable. They may come to the attention of authorities because of health and safety concerns at their homes. Now, hoarders are not comfortable inviting guests over, and guests do not feel comfortable going into the hoarder's chaos. Believe me, I've seen it on, on TV. It's terrible. Now, I picked this definition of hoarding because this definition basically sums up what happens on an episode of hoarders. Usually, there's an individual who's living in a house that's filled with stuff or things. It could be toys, animals. I did see an episode where they hoarded animals. That was sad and disturbing at the same time. It could be antiques, dishes, furniture, paper, or even just trash. Whatever it is, the individual in the show cannot stop collecting things. The main reason the majority of the people on the show are trying to clean up their house is usually because either the city has found out about the conditions of their homes and threatened to condemn the house or concerned family members have stepped in to help their family member or friend clean up their house. A lot of the times, the family members are concerned about the health and welfare of their loved ones. It amazes me how people could live in such filth and trash. I mean, the houses are so bad until you cannot see the floor. And people are literally like walking on top of stuff. Sometimes the stuff is like feet high, like one or two feet high. So they're not even walking on the ground on stuff. They're walking like on a mountain of stuff just trying to navigate through their homes a lot of times they are climbing into their houses because they can't open the door in a lot of situations the plumbing is not even working and electricity is not working so as you can imagine there's an infestation of 
roaches and mice and rats. In addition to that, because electricity and plumbing is not working, the sanitation conditions in that home is terrible. Now, as strange as their living conditions are, it is even more disturbing to watch the people who are resistant to the cleaning process. Now, the cleaning process is usually conducted and helped through, um, well, you would just have to see the show. The cleaning process in itself is just unconventional. You would think that it would be easy to just go in and clean up the house without the hoarder being involved with the cleanup process. But that's not what happens because if you go into a hoarder's home and you just clean up, You'll get the house clean faster, yes, but you haven't fixed the problem, and they will continue to hoard. So what the therapist, what they do on the show is they have a therapist, and then they have an organizer. Now, both the therapist and organizer will sit with the hoarder, and first they'll talk to the hoarder about, like, why are you hoarding, what brought this on, exactly what traumatic event in your life happened that made you feel like you had to keep things. And it's amazing. Sometimes you'll find amazing things, like... It could be because the person's lonely or they feel abandoned. A lot of things come out. But what happens during the cleaning process is that they'll sit the hoarder down in the chair. They'll bring out every bit of trash for the hoarder to look through and touch. Then the hoarder has to make a decision and make a conscious effort to let go of their hoard piece by piece. As you can imagine, it's a very long and tedious process. But with the help of the therapist and the organizer, the hoarder is usually able to make some progress in the cleaning and restoration of their home. Most of the homes have to be restored because of all the trash that was in the house. The house has been destroyed beyond recognition. So since the house has been destroyed beyond recognition, restoring the home is just as important as cleaning the house and making it livable again. It's amazing to see how different the house looks once it's been cleaned up and how the hoarder seems to thrive emotionally and physically in every way possible as soon as the house is cleaned up. During the cleaning process, the therapist is usually able to help the hoarder identify what caused the hoarding in the first place. Sometimes it's a tragic event that caused the individual to begin hoarding. Like for instance, in one case, this lady lost her dad and both her sons. So she was hoarding their things, trying to keep them close to her. Other times it could be loneliness or feelings of abandonment. There have been some episodes where women or men, their significant others or husbands have just walked out or they lost, there was just a lot of loss and so they wanted to keep things to keep them close. So that is how that happens. So, but whatever the case may be, once the initial problem has been addressed, then the symptom, which is hoarding, is also addressed. In this show, the most success has come from individuals who are able to address their underlying problems with the therapist while the therapist clean their house. I just highly recommend this show because it's fascinating to watch. And no matter how tired you are, I guarantee this show will get you up and cleaning. Yeah, I do watch this show on days when I'm tired and I came up from work and I'm exhausted and I don't feel like cleaning. I'm like, well... Then watch the episode of Hoarders, and then I see their hoard, and I'm just like, my house cannot get like that. So I get up, and I start to clean up. So for me, it helps me with cleaning, but it's also a good show to watch. Aside from me liking the show, I'm telling you this story because, in a way, this is what we do with fear. We hoard it. We keep all of the things that we are afraid of and hoard it, which has a negative impact on our lives. I don't know why we're so afraid to let our fears go, but... 
is something that we need to do. I think the most rewarding part of the show comes when a person makes a conscious decision to let go of their hoard and move on with their lives. And this is what we have to do. Now, I don't know what you're afraid of doing, losing, or giving up, or even why you're afraid of doing these things. But one thing I do know is that you and I need to evaluate our lives and make a conscious decision to let go of some of our fears. You could have the fear of being alone, and that's why you're still in a relationship that is toxic. You got to let it go. Or you could be afraid to leave your job and pursue a career doing what you love because you're uncertain of the future. But you have to let that go. Now, I'm not telling you to quit your job now, but I'm saying you can plan and prepare to leave your job so that you will have like a cushion and still do what you love to do. But don't let fear stop you or even finances stop you from doing what you want to do as far as dreams and goals. You can make it happen by planning financially and by letting go of your fear and just taking the jump and just doing it. That is something that you could do to help you eliminate that fear. And some other fears, I guess, um, you could have is fears of just letting things go. But I think it's time for us to let go of our fears and take back our lives. You can have the fear of being alone, but don't let it be the reason why you stay in a bad relationship. You know, one thing I found about fear is like the more you do it, the thing you're afraid of, the less fearful you are. Like just between us, I used to be terrified of escalators. Okay, don't laugh at me. I used to think that my clothing would get stuck in the escalator and that I would be crushed. So I was terrified of escalators. I was terrified of elevators. So I realized it was impacting me because I would go up flights of stairs to avoid going over using the escalator or elevator. So what I did one day was I was like, Kiana, this is stupid. You have to do it. Now I was afraid of elevators because I watched the movie once and they got stuck in the elevator during an earthquake crazy because I lived in South Carolina at the time but it was a fear so what I did to get rid of both of these fears is I just did them like they call it exposure therapy in psychology so what I did at the time it's funny because I didn't even know this I was in my late teens like 17 18 but I knew I had to get over my fear of the elevator so what I did at the college that I went to was a community college they had an escalator that went from the first floor to the second floor so every time I went to class I would go in the elevator and I would go up three times first floor come down second floor well go up to the second floor come down first floor go up again come down go up again come down I did it three times and I did it almost every day that I went to class so by the end of the semester I was no longer afraid of going up and using the elevator the escalator I got over that fear in my early 20s I just went to the mall one day and I just went up and down up and down up and down people looked at me they thought I was crazy but I knew what I needed to do and by the time I finished with that I wasn't afraid of going up the escalator another thing that I did um I'm terrified of driving over bridges but for the past eight years to get to my job I had to drive over a bridge there and coming back so I'm no longer afraid of that bridge. Has it gotten over my fear of bridges completely? Yeah, it ha- kind of has. If I know a bridge is coming, I can drive over it. Now, if I don't know a bridge is coming up and I'm just driving and a bridge is there and I happen to be on it, it'll scare me, but it's not, I don't get as afraid as I used to. Like I used to be so afraid I would be literally crying and shaking in the car, but that doesn't happen. But that's because I faced my fear. This week I did something else that was, um, 
actually last week I did something else that was huge I want to I want to do a career change but I've been kind of afraid to do it because it's like what am I gonna do about money and what if it doesn't work out and what if I just you know it's just the fear of I guess the unknown but last week I put in my two-week notice and I'm taking classes on social media management I'm writing songs I'm trying to do sync licensing all the things I've always dreamed and wanted to do I am able to do it now because I let go of the fear and I just turned in a notice I've had that notice for a year and I just never turned it in because I was afraid but what I did that's why I mentioned the job thing during that year I made sure I was gonna be okay financially by saving and planning I put things in motion so that I can work on my goals and not just sit home and waste time and next week I'll be looking into co-working spaces just to work on my dreams and my goals and things that I'm really passionate about because I think at the end of the day I want to do work that I'm passionate about and work that I feel fulfilled so I did it I faced that fear of the unknown and so you guys can do that too you can do it in your personal life you can do it in your marriage whatever you can do it in relationships whatever it is you can do it now I don't exactly know what you're afraid of or you're afraid to let go of at this time but I do encourage you please take back control of your life do not let the fear of be the reason why you don't live out your dreams or live the life you've always wanted or even have the marriage you want I know it can be scary doing something that you've never done before or stepping out into the unknown but I'm telling you this because I'm doing it and I've done it and I'm doing it now so I feel that I can tell you more that it's not like I'm just telling you what I've heard I'm telling you from experience you have to let go of the fear because if you continue to let fear be your guide then you'll forever be trapped and paralyzed by your fears you'll be too afraid to move on now I don't know about you but that is not the kind of life that I want that is not the legacy that I want to leave to my kids or even the example I want to set for them did you know that each time you face a fear you gain more confidence did you know that when you gain more confidence you feel better about yourself when you feel better about yourself did you know that you feel more attractive and when you feel more attractive you become a more attractive person which enhances your relationship which can help you to have better relationships in your marriage and in your dating relationships or personal life just doing like things and working on yourself and doing the small things like facing your fears can make a huge difference in your marriage so today i encourage you to move forward like the true champion that you are and face your fears take a leap of faith and do something today that you're afraid of doing now it's not going to be easy now but i guarantee that you will thank yourself in the future for your act of bravery so right now think about that one thing that you're afraid to do and then this week face it the song that we're going to listen to today is called Crying For You. And this song is about a woman who's still holding on to a relationship that has ended because she's afraid to move on. It was love at first sight when I looked in.
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank our sponsors, Unique Music and the Music and Vibe Store for their continued support of the program. Unique Music is a publishing company that represents all the music heard here on the show. Thank you, Unique Music, for your sponsorship. I would also like to thank our sponsor, the Music and Vibe Store. The Music and Vibe Store is an online store that sells accessories and shoes that have flair that will make you the envy of all your friends. Now, the Music and Vibe Store will be opening sometime within the next couple of months, so stay tuned to the podcast to find out the details about the grand opening. Guys, I honestly say I just want to thank you for taking time to hang out with me today. I love and appreciate all of you. And don't forget to share this episode of the podcast with your friends and family. I also want to remind you to go to iTunes or Apple Music and go to the Music and Vibes podcast. Long story, I just called the podcast Music and Vibes, but if you want to look it up on Apple Music, it's called the Music and Vibes podcast. Yeah, I'll try to remember to put in the show notes exactly how it's written out. So just go over there to subscribe and also leave a review for the show. After you do that, I want you to send this episode to a friend. All right, guys, thank you so much for spending time with me today. And I can't wait to spend time with you next week. Bye bye for now. And we'll talk later. (laughs) Bye.